0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Arizona Coyotes keep finding ways to get points in the standings. They're no longer one of the worst in the NHL. We're going to talk about what propelled them to get to this point on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We're back from the weekend as Arizona took a couple more wins, Carl. They just keep finding a way not just to get points, but to get wins. And um, This young crew is just an exciting team to watch
1: yep the the coyotes are not going down without a fight they have decided to play spoiler slash chaos demon um and honestly it's a it's a good thing to see i would rather the coyotes didn't like just kind of like casually accept losses let's be real
0: yeah no it's like You know, I I think it goes to the idea that, you know, we've been saying that you've kind of also been saying a lot um, over the course of the season that organizations tank, the players don't. Um, And what the Coyotes are doing right now is kind of a huge testament to that. Is if you look, if, if you put this team together at the beginning of the year, I would tell you, there's no way this team wins more of an X amount of games. It yeah. gets more of an X amount of points, because the talent is just not there. But that's because it was a lot of young, unproven talent. And you like, okay. Yeah, it's not going to be much. It's still year two of the tank, year two of the rebuild. Just let it go. But these young guys just keep finding ways to prove themselves, to show that they're you know, they're, you know, they're here for the NHL, that they're here to make Arizona hockey exciting.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, just as a a broad like scope thing that we should be discussing um, when talking about the tank is the coyotes have a lot of loser points. They have like 11 overtime slash shootout losses. Like they are second in the division like behind only the stars in that number. Like if you look at a team like Chicago, they have six. So that's a real like big point of like where the coyotes are getting these points from. And the reason we're seeing so many overtime losses is like the coyotes will come back in the third period. They won't go down without a fight. They have that kind of drive to finish strong. Um, and I, I can appreciate that. Like the fact that they are like willing to kind of like, just kind of go all out, you know, that's something you hope carries into next season when they have a little bit more talent on the roster.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, you want to see how, how that looks out and like, and so far, you know, the, some of the core members that we talked about last week. Are really showing, or now two weeks ago, um, really showing themselves out on um, becoming a more integral part. Of Obviously, Clayton Keller has been phenomenal. Like he's continues to be uh, doing well. He's now, I um what tied with. So we're looking at this. He's tied for twentieth in points in the NHL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and is and um you you got some of the other other stat bits about him, and he's. Like I love this kid. I love him. Yeah.
1: So Clinton has 32, 32 goals, 43 assists, 75 points in 70 games. Uh, It is astonishing. Like to put that into context, the only player I players I've seen register more are Ray Whitney had 77 points in the 2011, 2012 season where Dean had 35 goals. Uh, Clinton Keller, knock on wood, definitely could reach those numbers um and he's been a major part of the success on this win or on the point streak um in the eight game point streak he has uh hang on let me just see uh seven goals and nine assists which is
0: just phenomenal oh absolutely uh and it's What amazes me, Carl, is all this is happening. You know his performance and a lot of others after the NHL trade deadline. Yeah, although let's be let's be fair,
1: he didn't lose too much. Uh, Other than no, but his defensive
0: like top. Yeah, it was mainly defensive players, but other support like support offensive players, forwards were were also dealt. So, like, they weren't really impacting him necessarily. Yeah. But it did move around some of the lines and kind of shuffle things up a little bit. Um, and, and I'll add this, too. Remember, I think, what, the COVID year, we talked about the this Coyotes team and the fact that they were quick to defeat. Yeah, that they would, you know, let a really bad period come in. They'd, whenever they play like the avalanche on those, like however many 10 times they played against each other in, during the COVID year. And they just let themselves down at then, right? They kind of just like had no confidence and anything like that. Clayton Keller this year is the exact opposite of that. He just looks like himself out there. Um, and of course, not Keller, and we can talk about others in a little, in just a little bit. But he's just like firing on all cylinders.
1: Absolutely, like it, it's what we go back to discussing, like the fact that players don't tank, organizations do. Like you can't tell Clayton Keller that he can't continue to have one of the best seasons that an Arizona Coyotes player has. Ever had. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, if you said, hey, man, you should slow down a little bit, like, draft, all that kind of stuff, he doesn't care. Um, like, he is setting the pace for what the Arizona Coyotes could be and should be. Like, th- this is captain material in a way. Uh, I know a lot of people like a more physical captain who can kind of like go out there, like, Throw the body if need be. I I think of a captain as a person who will throw the team on his back and be like, "Hey, what we're gonna win, and we're gonna win by scoring goals, and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna do it.
0: So you gotta do it. You can't be the only one not scoring. A hundred percent. And a lot of a lot of teams are starting to move towards a captain that does that, and I kind of like that idea of having a captain um, that does that that leads by skill. Uh, but we're going to continue to talk about the Arizona Coyotes' uh, point streak and uh, how it's affected their their place in the standings and their, you know, our perspective of uh, of this rebuild, Carl. Uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but first, I'm going to take a quick word from our sponsors. And I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by... Athletic Greens and AG1, I run a busy schedule, which means sometimes I admittedly don't have all the time to get all the daily nutrition and vitamins I need for the day. That's why I'm I'm glad I'm able to turn to AG1 from Athletic Greens. It is your one-stop shop of more than 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you get your day started right. Just one scoop of this special blend. And you are on your way to improve and support your gut health, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, any of those. And best of all, it costs all less than $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's go ahead and move on. Carl. Let's talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the surprise of this team going on. I, and I want to talk about Matthias Michelli for a little bit. Um, and I can't, and I said, it's, I don't think it was great to have his name added after surprise because like, he's just been phenomenal. I don't think it's necessarily a surprise, but he's just been like, I think he's just been like, I like what he's doing. This kid, I think a lot of us are like here, at least here in Arizona, are talking about, you know, you know his his push for a, uh, a you know at least you know colder votes because despite his injury halfway through the season, he is still on the top, you know, like you know in the among the top rookies and assists and points and he's just not stopping. Yeah, um,
1: I, I need to check, but I know he was top in points per games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, just has been a phenomenal presence this season. Um, You'll you love to see it. Uh, I, I would say he is kind of a surprise just because I don't think either of us expected him to be this
0: dominant this season. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to put it. Like, we knew he was good. I think we talked... Like, you talked about him to like and your excitement for him to an extent last season. Um, I got a chance to see a decent on him while 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 he was in Tucson. I was like, okay, this kid's good. I am excited to see what he can do in Arizona. But I, none of us, I think, really put it to the point. where like, we're calling him Matthias McCullough, right? None of us were really putting stuff out there and like saying. Michelli for Calder up until like, well, a little bit early in the season, we were doing it as kind of like joking, joking. friends like, Hey, this kid's doing pretty well. Yeah. Michelli for Calder. And all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, this kid is doing well. Yeah.
1: Like I, I would have been happy if he had like a decent third line, like presence. Like if he, if he didn't look out of place, um, that was kind of my expectation for him, but no, he has been, you know, a, a, solid addition to the Coyotes offense. Uh, he's playing out a line with Lawson Kraus and Jack McBain. Um, all three are having like really good looks. Like I-, I will say this about the line in the, the Coyotes eight game point streak. Lawson Kraus is the one who's doing like the worst in that. Um, and he has six points, two goals and four assists. Mm-hmm. Michelli, three goals and six assists. McBain three goals and four assists. So that is just like a really good line for the Coyotes. I don't think it's the second line of the future,
0: but like if you have that as your third line, that's really oh, impressive. That's a, that's a solid third line. And we talked about, you know, the importance of having, uh, of having, um, you know, four really good lines. Um, you can imagine the depth of the Coyotes. If that is, if you have, you know, Michelle and Calder on your, I mean, Michelli and uh, Kraus. I was thinking Calder because we am going to call a trophy. Michelli and Kraus on the uh, um, on the third line. Um, that's that's depth right there. Um, but you know, it's it's it is nice to see him do this well um, and be a part of of this. Um, yes, it might be re- you know affecting this rebuild, Carl, in, maybe in a little bit. I mean, we might be further along than we thought, but also at the same time, a lot of us were thinking, you know, 10 card for Bedard, 5 for Fantilli. At this yeah. point, it's a little bit hard to get those. On a, We're talking about, yes, we're talking about lottery. So there's still a chance the Coyotes can get one or two. Yeah. But it's getting slimmer and slimmer. The more of his team is winning.
1: I mean, it- at least it's the the rookies, the younger players who are leading the charge. Like in addition to Keller, it is players that we've talked about: uh, Michelli, McBain, uh, Kraus is another big piece. Uh, players that we haven't talked about yet: uh, Barrett Hayton has been doing phenomenally well, as has Yusoval Mackie. So, like there are definitely pieces that we didn't think would be like doing as well like at this point in the season. So I think that is kind of where this is coming from. Like why the tank isn't necessarily the same and what it could potentially mean for the coyotes, like moving forward, what the rebuild like timeline is going to be. Cause yeah, like there's a bunch of rookies that we didn't think were going to be as good as they are.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting to think about um, to take a look at it. I, it's it's funny because i went to i was curious carl and i took a look at um you know where we are at the season and i went to fanduel and i asked and you know i was like hey you know what i'm going to go ahead and see what um uh, what the coyotes odds are to finish last at this point because they've already gotten themselves a lot of points um their odds According to FanDuel, to finish last, Carl is, I believe, um, uh, twenty one, uh, two hundred and ten to one on. So twenty plus twenty one thousand odds. A one dollar bet can get you two hundred and ten dollars. Which I, I would not recommend doing. Uh, no, but like it's it gives you the idea of now that the, now that that part is a long shot, you know, the, the, um, you know, you're looking at the bottom, the bottom teams like Chicago and, and, uh, in Columbus and San Jose, you know, those teams are so God awful that like it's, you know, Coyotes, you can tell are better than those teams.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about it like earlier, um, Clayton Keller has more points than the top two players on Chicago put together right now. Uh, Like, there is just, like, there are players on the Coyotes who are having their career best years. There are multiple players having their career best years. And that's not usually something that you see with the tanking team.
0: It's just not. Right. No, 100%. 100%. It's not... Um, but it's still interesting to see and again it's still there is still is a chance to um, to see if the coyotes can make it right you know there's still a chance that they can get first overall or second you know you no know, um, or particularly first overall um yeah. but you never know yeah it I mean that that's the thing about the lottery uh,
1: and you know what will happen is if the coyotes win the lottery everything would have had to have gone like exactly the sa- the way it did like I-, I remember at one point like reading an article where it's like if the coyotes had won this one game or lost this one game I can't remember which they would have been one spot higher uh, so it must have been a win and they would have won like the lottery like that is yeah. how crazy the lottery gets.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It it is absolutely crazy to see how that it goes that way. And, and I mean, like, what we had? What was the, what was the most a team? What's the most a team can move up now? Uh
1: ten spots. I looked it up.
0: Ten spots. Yeah.
1: So uh, I think we can hope that the uh, the sh- the senators do not win the lottery uh i think we initially thought five and we're like okay there's some wiggle room if they finish 11th but yeah 10 mm-hmm. so
0: don't don't want them to win yeah, absolutely we're gonna talk about the lottery in a little bit more um you know we still got you know a couple weeks left in the season but might as well talk about the lottery a little bit we're gonna get to that in a little bit though but first we're gonna take a quick worth more sponsors
1: Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you've got to try a Bilt Bar. Because built Bars are so good. I love having them around. It's a nice, quick treat to have. And what makes Bilt bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And they're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars on Built.com. But now you can go and get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. You can head over to your nearest Walmart, walk up to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of the bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut
0: puffs. All right, so let's finish off this episode, um, Carl. I want to do something really quick, and um, you know we could have done it, you know, weeks ago when the Coyotes were before pre before their point streak and you know had higher points, but. Let's let's take a look at the lottery simulator, All right? We can have, we we haven't done it yet. I've always wanted to do it on the show. I hate doing them, but let's do it. Let's do it. it's like they're like what? Yeah. So Arizona would end end up getting staying put at the at both their spots. I mean, from especially their auto and one, one that they got from the Chikrin, they're going to stay at at uh, seven and twelve. And, um, it's like San Jose, Anaheim and Columbus for the top three. Mm. No surprise.
1: I mean, not unexpected. Uh, the team that's Arizona is, you know, the spot that they're in, it's, it's difficult to move up. It happens, but it's not something that happens a lot. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's the way it goes sometimes luckily there's only one one simulation that actually matters
0: and that's the actual lottery oh yeah absolutely you know i still i still love running the simulations every now and then because they're just fun um they're kind of just like they help you know move the brain a little bit kind of see because you know it's a randomizer um i remember doing yeah. a lot for the mcdavid
1: draft but like yeah. since then i'm just like why am I spending so much time doing this? It doesn't make me feel good. Um, it's like doing a slot machine, only you don't actually win anything.
0: But absolutely, yeah. But one thing I do want to do, and I in a scenario I want to run you across. And um, if you're not an Arizona Coyotes fans listening to this, and it does happen, I know a scenario like this would just drive you insane. It might drive you insane if you're a Coyotes fan too. But imagine this. The Coyotes get lucky. They either get, you know, the one or two spot. They either get um, Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. That is, um, or, they, or essentially, essentially, yeah, so they'll find out if they're one or two at the lottery. Um, the lottery is May 8th. Yeah, the lottery is May 8th. Eight days later, Carl, is the city of Tempe election, for the Tempe Entertainment District, props 301, 302, and 303. Yep. Like, the fact that those two dates are so incredibly close, like, it makes you think a perfect scenario for the Arizona Coyotes, in which they win the lottery on May 8th, and then they win the election on May 16th. May is a month for the Arizona Coyotes fans. Potentially, yeah.
1: There's going to be a lot that happens. It is a pivotal month for for the franchise. Like, you know, the the Coyotes have not won the lottery previously. But every not win is still, like, a key moment. It, It determines what the future is for the team, how they're going to be drafting, just a lot. And combine that with the the local election to determine, like, the fate of the, you know, arena. That is going to be something that absolutely, like, goes down
0: in history. And I think, and and the reason why I said if you're not a Coyotes fan, because if you're not a Coyotes fan, and you're paying attention to what's, in, like, you're probably, like, but you're a big hockey fan, you're probably paying attention to what's going on in May, in, uh, here in Arizona. Yeah. Because you're either kind of want to follow the Coyotes and hope the best for them. Cause you know, like you're just like, you know what, you know, I, I I want to see hockey work in Arizona. There are people that actually legitimately, um, you know, have hope for that. And then there are those people, Carl, who will call anybody out who tries to support hockey in Arizona saying that doesn't, that, that no one here deserves it, that it's, you know hockey doesn't belong here uh that just nuke nuke the franchise and move them somewhere i will say
1: like this cycle because like especially around the trade deadline like the moves that bill armstrong made uh, the fact that the team was kind of strapped by their financials like people are better now at being like look arizona has a good fan base They, they don't deserve this like That's at least a step in the right direction. But I do think that if the, you know, voting goes the way that they want, like the Coyote's ownership and management has a sense of stability. Uh, They know that the project's going to be there. Like that is going to change things dramatically.
0: Oh, they'll start spending money. They'll start um, doing a lot more. I was going to say investing more in the community, but they already do. Yeah. They already invest a crap ton in the community. Um, you see, you know these new rings get brought up, you know, um, and you see what they do to youth hockey, and you see what you know, what they do everywhere else. It's amazing. Um, uh, Carl, you were there. You weren't skating, but you know, I was. You know, just at the uh, um, the Oceanside farewell party. Uh, early, early Sunday afternoon and there were a decent amount of people coming in and out there was an rv like there was literally like a, you know tailgaters out there literally grilling up some food there was some live music people out there celebrating you know a piece of you know ice hockey history in Arizona yeah
1: and it was a very specific crowd too like it was a lot of like older people with kids like you can tell that they probably went to Oceanside like decades ago and it, it is a piece of their, you know, their life that is going um, like they, they had, I don't know if you saw like a uh, cork in the in, like entryway where you could see like the teams from like 1988, like there is definitely like a, a long history of hockey in Arizona that I don't think it uh, gets talked about enough. Like people, you know, and we could be guilty of this as well. Like seem to think that hockey in Arizona starts and ends at the NHL. It absolutely no. does not. There is a history here. And I think that hopefully it can all come together to have a, a bright future.
0: Absolutely. and um, But the point I was trying to make with all that too, just kind of like make, make sure everyone understands what I'm trying to say here is the community here is strong. Um, and the Coyotes are, you know, trying to prove to that community that they belong here. Um, this, everything goes their way in May. This, like, I, I have no reason to believe that they are not going to have, like, you know, you know, constant sellouts at the new arena.
1: Yeah. because It's, it's just, it's the perfect spot. Like, Everything has the chance to go really right for the Coyotes in the next couple months, which is crazy after the the two years we've had. Like, th- there is a potential for a bright
0: spot coming up. Absolutely. Any final thoughts you want to give about this uh, about the uh, the Coyotes rebuild and tank and uh, or any of these players moving <sighs> moving on
1: up? I I feel like uh, we didn't talk enough about Barrett Hayton, uh, but hayton absolutely deserves all the praise he is definitely becoming the top six center
0: that the team hoped he would be when he was drafted we'll have to do a whole mm-hmm. episode about how he's been playing absolutely i know I, I saw that uh one of the episodes you did while you were covering for me while i was taking care of uh, moving into a new apartment um i uh, covered a little bit of barrett hayton but we'll definitely go dive in deep about um about that um we'll, we'll have some fun with it absolutely Anyways, though, that's gonna be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere. You get your shows, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, on Twitter at L-O- underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano Pavlov is at five for howling. you're back know, with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer it right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys can save up there. Hope you guys stay healthy. And don't forget to Howl on! <laughs>